This is the SDGs in Me podcast where we invite you to be a change maker in your community. Hello everybody, welcome to the SDGs and Me podcast, a podcast by Vijana Tipo Initiative in partnership with the International Federation of the Red Cross and Red Crescent Societies, particularly Solferino Academy. I am Grace Waswa, your host, and we are just keeping up with these conversations with young people and what they're doing in terms of the sustainable development goals. My guest today is an incredible young lady who I just met by chance on LinkedIn through somebody. And I am so excited to hear about her story, about the Sustainable Development Goals, but particularly about SDG4. So what we're looking at to achieve in today's episode is to learn more about the Sustainable Development Goals, but particularly particularly SDG4, and to hear from the perspective of a youth representative or a youth advocate in the SDG4 sphere, and to kind of understand what they do, what the SDG is about, and what exactly we can do as young people to ensure that we achieve the sustainable development goals. So, Sophia, welcome to the show. We are honored to have you here at SDGs and Me podcast. And just give us a few, I'm going to give you a few, few minutes to introduce yourself, tell us who you are, what you do, and then we can dive into the conversation today. Hi, Grace. Thank you so much for inviting me. I, I'm actually really excited to be here. And well, to introduce myself and begin with the conversation, my name is Sofia Bermudez. I'm a youth advocate from Argentina. I'm an activist um, of SDG4. And currently, I'm working as educational leader as, at Education for Sharing. I'm a member of the Argentine Youth Organization for the United Nations. And also, I'm a representative of the UNESCO SDG for Youth Network. Fantastic. And just even from your introduction, we see a lot of work with the United Nations and the Sustainable Development Goals, which will lead me to the very first question. Um, I always tell a lot of the guests that they speak to us, the many change makers that join us on the show, I always tell them, I know there's a background to what you do right now. It could be whether it's cool or it could be you saw something and you saw a need or you just identified an opportunity to work on and you went with it. So I want you to share with us your background, whether it's from when you grew up as a child or from whatever point you want to share us, um, share us with and how that background has informed your activism in education. Yes, thank you very much, Grace. And I think it's a really interesting question because when people see us as advocates, they think that we did like amazing, credible, really like superhero things that yes, I believe our work is incredible and I really admire the, the work of other activists and advocates, especially of the SDG for Youth Network. But we all started small, you know, we all started with a, a small project that became to to escalate and that became something bigger with time, but we didn't realize at that point, or at least that was my, my story, um, my path. Actually, education was always a big thing and an important thing for my family because any of my grandparents were able to, to finish, finish college, but even in the side of my, my mother's family, my grandparents couldn't even finish primary school only because of the place they lived, because they lived in a really small town in Jujuy, that's a province in the, in the north of my country, Argentina. And that really 
mark and influence all their lives and all the opportunities they couldn't have because of that. And my mother is a big inspiration for me because she was the first one in her family to graduate from college. And for me, that was transformative because I always say that the day she graduated from college, she not only became a doctor, but she also changed the history of entire generations to come and the history of her family. She broke the cycle of poverty. Uh, so education was always a big thing for me. But when I started, I actually, when I was at school, I participated in UN models. And there was this UN model of uh, the the organization I'm actually still part of is this Argentine Youth Organization for the United Nations. And um, that was one of the, the biggest educational projects I was part of and really opened my mind to, to really different things and different approaches when it comes to learning. So I was part of that project when I was in, in high school. And then when I graduated from high school and I went to college, I immediately became a part of this organization as a volunteer. Um, I started working in small things. The first thing I, and the first like big responsibility I had, it was in 2016 when I was a uh, coordinator of a UN project in Buenos Aires because I, I moved to Buenos Aires to study because I'm actually from Salta. Um, that experience, organizing, planning, implementing a project, it was for 400 young people from Uruguay, from Argentina, and it was really transformative. All the experience, it was such a learning process, but something that really changed my mind and was uh, a before and after for me. It does, it sees that at the end of the project, one of the young people that participated come up to the stage and he say, thank you, Oaknu, that is the name of the organization for letting us to show that young people has a voice, for allowing us to show that. And that was game changer for me because it made me realize that the work that we did with my team, with other volunteers in the organization that may seem small in, in this day-to-day -day small actions that we do could achieve and could make a huge impact and change young people's life and make them aware of the power of their voice and they could do anything if they set their minds to it. Uh, so actually the, the objective of this organization is to empower young people through educational projects for them to become agents of change. And in that moment, when this young person came up to the stage and told all of these things, it actually made me realize that the objective of the organization was my personal objective. So I begin to work like this in education and also for youth mobilization or youth empowerment. And over the years, always thinking how to reach more young people with these projects of this organization, these social projects that really promote the development of social emotional skills and skills for the future. And this driven of thinking how we can reach more young people, how can more young people participate in these unique and innovative experiences is what led me to in 2020 to be the president of the whole organization. At that moment, it was an organization of 700 volunteers all over the country. And we were reaching approximately 5,000 young people per year with our educational projects. 
But actually that year, it was the pandemic, the, the year I had to be president. So it was really challenging because all of our, our projects were in person. So we had to do a major changes to go from in-person projects to online projects to don't let don't leave young people with these incredible and game changer experiences. But also, of course, working on an in internal level with the volunteers and changing all the structure of the projects, of course. But that year, because I was president, I was able to talk with other directors and presidents of different NGOs in my country and also with members of the government. And I could identify a big problem for me that it was during, that during the pandemic, at least in my country, no one was talking about what young people felt with all these changes in their education and all of this uncertainty. And all the focus was put on teachers and parents that of course are really important actors in the educational system, but no one was interested in knowing what the students, what the young people were going through. How was their experiences? what they were feeling, what they were, their ideas to change the situation and they improve the, the way they were learning. Um, actually, I was able to talk about this with different persons. As I mentioned, the government in other NGOs and no one seems to think this was important. And that was really concerning for me. So at that point, I realized that in order to change education, I needed to do more. Of course, the work I was doing was important because once you empower a young person, that multiplies the change, the impact multiplies because that young person goes to their community and creates even bigger changes. But in order to create structural changes and ensure that everyone was able to access education, no matter the place they were, they were living or the socioeconomic level of their families, I needed to do more. And this is when I started my activism journey that at that point it didn't have the name or the level activism, but I started to, to see how I can make bigger changes. And that's when I started to, I participated of a program in 2021 that is called Leading Education, is for young advocates uh, in the field of education of Latin America and the Caribbean. I was selected for the first cohort, for the first group of young people, because this program is, is done with the collaboration of Barkey Foundation and also the University of Georgetown. So this program what really opened my mind to see how other young persons in their countries were fighting for education in different ways from the way the, the place of entrepreneurship, uh, of the place of the government when it comes to public policies of, or NGOs. So that really opened my mind to a bigger picture. And of course, the need of working together with other young people to create big and real changes. Um, also at the end of 2021, I was selected to be part of the UNESCO SDG for Youth Network. Um, this is the first time it's done. We are the first cohort as well, the first group of young people. And I was selected with other 100 young persons from all over the world, from more than a thousand applicants. So that was really crazy, but uh, a really unique experience so far 
uh, only the fact of knowing other young persons that are really incredible in the work they do, in all the motivation, the inspiration, and the passion they have to, to change education, transform their education systems uh, in different ways. Of course, they, we have a lot of diversity, young people that works in education and, and the environment like for climate education at schools, other young people that works for gender equality and education or people like me that works for youth mobilization and education. So, so far it has been a great journey. We, we worked with in a lot of initiatives together and I was elected this year to be a representative of my region for the Latin American and the Caribbean region of the network alongside other four amazing young people that are part of the network and of course are from different regions as well. So I'm going to stop talking right now because sometimes I, I keep talking. Uh, <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. And you do have a very, very, I, I, I find the journey very interesting and progressive as well from when you started. Um, Going back to when your mother became a doctor and that broke the cycle of poverty, as you've said, and that opened up opportunities for you. And you're at this place right now as a youth representative with, the, with UNESCO. I am truly inspired by your journey. And I want to, now I, I'm, I'm sure as a young person, as an activist in this sector, there are different challenges you have faced. Um, the challenges and there are also opportunities that many young people face when they are in the activism sector. I'd like to have you speak about the challenges that you have seen in the education sector as a youth activist what you notice and you know those things that make you think I need to correct this or if because if this isn't corrected something's going to go wrong and what the organizations like yours are doing to ensure that we correct these challenges we see in the education sector. Yes, yes, thank you Grace for that, uh, for your words. I truly appreciate them and addressing your question. Actually, I think we face a lot of challenges, but when it comes to my work in activism, I, I focus on access of education, ensuring access, as I already mentioned, uh, for any young person, doesn't, regardless of the place they were born or the socioeconomic level of their families and also youth mobilization. So the bigger challenges I can, I can see are in the first place, access. It may seem really, really basic, but and we, we've come, we already passed a lot of years in the sustainable development goals were established for the 2030 year, but we still are facing, or at least in regions of mine in Latin America and the Caribbean, we're still facing the problem of access to education and remaining in the educational system. For the Transforming Education Summit, we were working really closely with the Youth Advisory Committee, me and the other EC members of the UNESCO SDG for Youth Network. Um, we have to, we, for, the, for the summit, all the countries actually had to help national consultations. And I was able to work with my, my Minister of Education in Argentina to conduct uh, youth consultations for these national consultations alongside other member of the network that is called Ulysses. And when we held these youth consultations and we were able to host this online event for more than 30 young persons of 
different organizations of the country of different areas uh, of different provinces and cities and they all remark the same thing they all highlighted and make emphasis on the same the, the biggest problem is ensuring access to education and remaining in the educational system so for me it's going to the basics the second challenge i i can see that is a really concerning one is that actually young people really struggle to make their voices heard not because we are not working enough we're working a lot in our communities but because the our governments or the international community in general doesn't hear our voices all the time and something that i really liked in the transforming education summit is that i was I had the, the incredible opportunity of hearing of the UN Secretary General. And he said that in the relation of international organizations and governments with young people, they have to go from the phase of consultation to responsibility. And this new phase of responsibility, it has to involve young people in an active way, co-creating the solutions together. So that's what we have to do. Actually, the pandemic, one of the things that, that we're seeing um, that exposed, the pandemic exposed is that our education system were failing to us. Our educational policies weren't good enough to address this bigger uh, problem that we as, as a world in general were facing. And for me, one of the biggest problem and the the lack, of, the lack of sustainability in time of these educational policies is that young people weren't included in the creation of these educational policies. And that's what we have to change, going to this phase of responsibility, including actively to young people in the creation on the transformation of educational policies to actually be able to respond to the challenges we face and prepare students to address the most pressing issues of their time. I'm going to the second part of, the, of your question. Uh, when it comes to the work that the organization I'm still part of, that is the Argentine Youth Organization for the United Nations. I think the work we do is, is essential because as I mentioned before, our objective is to empower young people through educational projects. And I actually was empowered by the organization being a volunteer. So I, I truly believe in the power of our projects because I think one of the biggest fails that our education system has is that it's an education system that is really far behind in time and doesn't respond to the needs of young people right now. So the educational projects of the, my organization that are, for example, UN models, youth forums, or programs uh, that really promote citizenship and uh, these projects really put young people at the center and really try to enhance their own abilities for them to have the tools to actually implement all these big ideas i truly believe all young persons has the passion the the driven of changing the world but the the, the main question they always ask is how do i start so that's why the, the work that we do at the Argentine Youth Organization for the United Nations is essential because we provide them with projects that put them, put them at the center and make them realize of the power of their voice and all 
all the things they can do when they they set their minds to it but also we provide them with tools to make these ideas come to life so for me it would be that the development of different social emotional skills as leadership as empathy working as a team of developing developing critical thinking that are essential to to see and to learn in a different way and to see what we learn in school not as things we have to learn because we have to pass an exam, but to see the things we're learning as a way, as a tool, as um, a way to think of solution to, uh, solutions to address the most pressing issues of our time. Fantastic, fantastic. You've, you've said um, the challenges that you've seen one are access of education. And I think that's a really, really big challenge in almost all regions of the world. Here in Africa, there's that gap of um, access, particularly in Kenya, there's that gap of access. Some people will get the education, but other people will not be able to access it. So I love that you've talked about that. You've talked about young people struggling to make their voices heard. And I can, I, I, I totally relate to that being a young person. And I know you relate to that being a young person trying to make it in the, in, to, trying to come up with solutions in, um, the activism world or, a, or as a youth advocate. Thank you for sharing that. Now, I, wanna, I want us to go to the last part of the uh, questioning today. But before we get into that, this is just abrupt. You've talked about the Transforming Education Summit and I saw that you had a youth declaration, yeah? And in one of the challenges you have mentioned was that young people struggle to make their voices heard. In the most simplest way. Could you tell us what that youth declaration was all about and that how it was connecting with um, young people and in terms of education? Yes, of course. Thank you, Grace, for mentioning that. Actually, the youth declaration is something that we the SDG for Youth Network and OSGAY, the UN Youth Office, we work really closely for and we're really really proud of the youth declaration because the youth declaration I mean the objective of it it was to collect all the vision on transforming education of young persons or vision on transforming education the recommendations we would like to do to stakeholders and also what are the commitments we do to transform education in the years to come because of course, the Transforming Education Summit is only the beginning, it's only the first step, but now is that when we have to really go to our communities and work from the ground up to create real changes. But that was the objective of the youth integration, but it's actually one of its kind because it gathers the voices of more than half a million of young people from all over the world, which is crazy, honestly. And we work in this, uh, from the very beginning with the uh, really closely with Ausgate to ensure how these youth consultations were meaningful and how we could reach more young people and and make this youth declaration actually representative right so we for this youth declaration we held two online consultations uh, and in-person consultations in the pre-summit that in the pre-summit transforming education that was held in Paris in June and also a lot of young people conducted grassroots consultations in their communities uh, and then sent their reports. 
and Abhishek that was the pen holder of this this youth declaration did an incredible work to collect all the voices and all the recommendations and previous declarations of young people. Uh, actually, I was able to conduct three grassroots consultation, one for young people from Latin America and two in my province, Salta, Argentina. So I think that was incredible and really game changer as well because it's not only the youth declarations it's the conversations we started in our communities when it comes to transforming education but those are uh, one of the things i'm really most proud of in all my professional career actually being able to ensure that the voices of as much as many young young persons that that participated were reflected in this declaration and that the lead the, the world leaders were able to, to hear and were encouraged by the United Nations to take into consideration to establish the, the commitments they do in their countries to transform education in the years to come. Fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing about the youth declaration. And that leads us to our last question, which is how can we young people, in your opinion, take action for the Sustainable Development Goals, but particularly SDG4. You can share your experience. And I mean, I know you've shared a lot of your experience during the first question. So maybe you can share recommendations of how young people can take action for SDG4. Yes, yes, Grace. Um, I think the first thing to, to be really aware of is that, and I think it's for me, it's really important to highlight is that all voices are really powerful. Sometimes we, we, we believe that in order to, to give recommendations or to make recommendations to stakeholders, to governments, we need certain degree, certain title, certain job, certain role in any job. And it's not like that. Our voices, our experiences are really powerful because we are the ones that are in the education system. Either it is in high school, in school, in college, we are the ones that are, that are actually going through the education system. And actually it's our future that is at stake. So who can know better than us what we need for our future, what we need, what tools we need, what knowledge we need to be prepared to, to to address the, the challenges we face um, and that are actually gathering these sustainable development goals. For me, that would be the first thing to really understand that our voices are powerful and our experiences are really, really valuable. And in the second thing, I will say that sometimes when it comes to education, I became to realize that a lot of young people think that we have to to be presidents of organizations or working the government to create structural changes or bigger changes. And it's not like that. We can do, we can create great changes in our communities with small projects that really escalate. For example, this, a podcast, a blog, a project you can work on with your school, your other school members of your school or your university. You can think of something that it may seem small, but it can have a really great impact. So I will encourage young people to try to identify different problems they can see in their communities, either it's in their school, in their community, in their universities, and see how they can 
may come up with a solution for those problems. Uh, as I mentioned before, when someone hears you're an activist, they think that that's such a big word and that sometimes it seems like you're doing it's almost impossible or it's too much. And it's not like that. We really start with small things and, and we don't know where and what the impact of those things that we consider small are actually being. As I mentioned in the first question, uh, when I, I had this opportunity in 2016 of, of being coordinator of this UN model, I didn't realize at the beginning the impact of this project. I didn't realize it was changing young people's life. And of course, I didn't work alone with this in this. I work with a lot of young persons from my organization, and it was the addition of our small actions that actually create a change. So I will encourage them to raise up their voices because their experiences, their recommendations are really valuable, valuable and powerful, and that their voices can and are already changing the world of a lot of young persons. So that's, it would be, I think the last thing I want to share, but of course I'm really open if you want to add or ask me anything else, Grace. You've, you've highlighted the fact that um, all our voices are worth it and are powerful, that our experiences are very valuable and that we as young people should be able to raise our voices in whatever ways that we can. I don't think I have any other question for you. This has been such a good conversation, hearing your journey from how you started to who you are right now and what you're doing. And I really cannot wait to see the accomplishments you'll have in the next one, two, three, or four, five years, because the work you're doing, providing, um, you know, using your voice and using your experiences to make education accessible to different young people, different children around the world is really, really important. To all our listeners, this has been such a great show. Thank you so much for listening in. Please do share this with your friends and your networks and check out the work Sophia is doing. Check out what they have been doing at the UNESCO SDG Youth Network. Maybe Sophia, you can let us know how people can get to know um, you or they can get to know what you're doing at um, UNESCO. Could you, could you share that as we wind up? Yes, of course. Actually, we don't have a, a social media, a official social media of the, the SDG for Youth Network yet, but I can, of course, share my social media. I'm Sophia Bermudez on LinkedIn and also in Instagram, I'm Bermudez Sophie. So you can follow me there. And of course, any opportunity related to the network, I will post there when we have a new call for members or any event initiative you can be part of. I can post it there so you can be updated. And thank you so much, Grace, for this space. It was a pleasure to be here with you and to chat over this time. Thank you. It was a big pleasure, beautiful pleasure to have you here on the show. Till next time, thank you so much for listening to us. Please be sure to check out different episodes of the SDGs and Me podcast, the different people that are working to transform the world. Young people are doing amazing things out here and would love to have you listen to them and get inspired and do something for your community.